The Cincinnati Bearcats have righted the ship, at least for now. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you very much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. We're free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to our Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel. Big jump in subscribers this week. Very happy about that. Thanks to all of you who subscribed. Thanks to all of you who listen. And thanks to all of you who follow us. You can get an alert every time we drop a new episode. Today's episode, today's recap episode of the Bearcats 20-10 win over Navy is presented by LinkedIn Jobs. I would like to thank LinkedIn Jobs because they help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Alex Frank with you, your host, each and every day here on Lockdown Bearcats, Cincinnati, Beating Navy yesterday at Nippert Stadium, 20-10. to 10. Home game winning streak now at 31 games, which 31 is a pretty synonymous number with Cincinnati sports. So very happy about that. Very happy that Cincinnati is now 7-2, 4-1 in AAC play. Still very much alive in the race for the conference championship. And a bounce-back performance by Ben Bryant. And I'm going to start with him because I feel like if you smashed him last week for his performance, and I really don't understand why people did, I said last week he gave the Bearcats a chance to win in a game they otherwise didn't deserve to even have one. Ben Bryant yesterday was poised, was accurate, was confident, was slinging the ball all over the field in a game that, looking back on and I said I said it on Friday last week leading up to the game. My biggest concern was the weather conditions. It turned out to be an okay day. Sure, the wind was blowing. The goalposts, as Dan Horn said on the broadcast on 700 WLW, were swaying when they walked into the stadium. But the rain didn't come. And Navy's pass defense turned out to be the the, the weakest link on the field. And Ben Bryant exploited it exploited it. And if you're going to smash Ben Bryant when he struggles, I think you also need to give him some credit when he delivers. All week, Russ Heldman called for it. I sided with him. That may or may not have been me just, you know, using smart interview conversation tactics. But at the same time, I defended Ben Bryant, and I took some heat, which is okay. But you know what? I am going to sit here today and give Ben Bryant a whole lot of credit. In a week where his job was on the line from perhaps you as a fan, from perhaps the media, Luke Fickle had to answer a lot of questions about him, and rightfully so. I'm not saying he had a great game last week against UCF. I'm saying he had a performance that gave the Bearcats a chance to win the game. And they almost did. 
But yesterday against Navy, 25 of 35, 299, two touchdowns, no picks. That's one of his best performances of the season. That's his best performance since the Indiana game. And by the way, his last three games, he's had passing totals of 200, 298, and 299. That's an average of 266 passing yards per game. 266. And all week, this week leading up to the game, in the past few weeks, maybe I've acted like as well, and I can admit this, I can, you know, fit in with you here. We acted like he was throwing for 150 yards a game, when really his average for the month of October, which maybe was boosted by his performance in Central Florida, was 211. I'm not saying that's good, but it's a lot better than what we thought. And here's a guy who's, you know, in the face of adversity. Let's face it, last week was a rare loss for the Bearcats. They hadn't lost a conference game in three years. And the leader of this team, and you can question his leadership abilities and leadership qualities, that's fine. I'm not saying he's Desmond Ritter leadership-esque. But you know what? His play on the field was admirable yesterday. He earned a lot of my admiration, and I hope he earned some of yours too. And you can say, well, Navy's pass defense was so terrible coming into the game as, as the statistics that you, me, alluded to, and yes. But you still got to go out there and execute. You still got to go out there and deliver, and he did. 25 of 35, 299, and two touchdowns. That's an incredibly solid performance. And by the way, worth pointing out, he has not thrown a pick since the bye week. He has not thrown a pick. And now he has 18 touchdowns to six interceptions on the season. 18 touchdowns and six interceptions. That's a three-to-one ratio. Pretty good. 18 touchdowns through nine games. He's on pace for 24 and 26. The Bearcats play for a conference championship. I mean, he's already bested last year's total. So again, if you're going to smash him when you think he's not playing well and holding this team back, you should give him credit when he's the reason why the Bearcats win games. And he's the reason why, a big reason why the Bearcats have won seven games this season. Like, this team is 7-2. and two. And 4-1 and one in a tougher American Athletic Conference than last year. Like, this is a tough conference, man. Navy's tough. I mean, they were in the game until the very last minute. Um, Memphis is tough. I know the Bearcats don't play them this year. But they almost beat UCF yesterday. East Carolina, who the Bearcats play next week, they're pretty good. Even Temple has three wins. Like, South Florida's played some teams tough recently. Tulane is 5-0. and And by the way, if you read Chris Vanini's story in The Athletic, you'll know why they're having a really good season. They're best in probably 25 years. Like, the Bearcats are 7-2 and and 4-1. and In a year where they are playing with nine, after sending nine players to the NFL, 
Like this staff has undergone a like this program has undergone a major transition, and they're still winning games. Do you understand how tough it is to win consistently at the level the Bearcats have in college football? 31 straight home wins, which is a five-year streak. Um, 51 wins in the last four-plus years. Like, I think we take for granted sometimes what the Bearcats are doing. It's hard to win in college football. Like, look around the sport. Ohio State struggled with Northwestern yesterday. Now, given the weather conditions were terrible, but still, Ohio State's vulnerable. Um, Alabama struggled mightily with LSU. I recorded this at the time the game was still going on. The result, we know it now, but the time I recorded this, the game was still going on. Like, it's hard to win in college football every single week. And the Bearcats have won 51 games over the last four years. And they just beat a team that is incredibly hard to prepare for in season because of the uniqueness of their offense. And again, for the Bearcats offense today, which was at times really good, I felt like there were some points left out on the field. And we're going to talk about later this week why the Bearcats are struggling in some areas. But like this is still a very good Bearcats team. That is still very much alive and I think should win their next three games. Because until someone beats them in Nippert Stadium, which has not happened in five years, I'm not picking them to lose. And you should have that same confidence too. I had a confidence the Bearcats were going to bounce back today, and they did. Plain and simple, they did. And Ben Bryan was a big reason why. And by the way, um, Mike Petralia noted this. CLNS Media, he noted this. Um, Mike Petralia noted that Ben Bryant led touchdown drives of 98 and 87 yards. 98 and 87. Those were drives for the Cincinnati Bearcats that totaled 5 minutes and 257. So not a whole lot of time taken off the clock, but they could have been three and out. They could have been three and outs. They weren't. All right, coming up, um, the Black Cats defense. Boy, they are alive and well. We'll get into all of that after a word from LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, just like every Bearcats game feels like. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs because they will help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I use LinkedIn Jobs. It's so easy. When I transition uh, out of Bearcast Media, sports director, my successor, Sean McMahon, that's how he found out. I posted the job, and he was off and running. Bearcast Media still going strong at the University of Cincinnati. It's so easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. It's simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Um, you got to finish out the year strong, right? It's November 6th. 
We're so close. Christmas ads are airing, but we got to make sure that our teams and our workforces are getting through. Like, we got Election Day coverage coming up down here and making a WGXA news. We are kicking in the gear. And it's why small businesses, uh, WGXA is not a small business, and sure as heck, Locked On is not a small business, but small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Sorry, I'm pointing the cough back. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I made sure to mute my mic there on that cough. Anyway, thanks for making Locked On Bearcats your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast hosted by my man Peter Bukowski. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Alex Frank, back with you, your host, each and every day here on Lockdown Bearcats, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so the defense today, for or yesterday rather, for Cincinnati was fantastic. Once again, 176 rushing yards for Navy. Which is a lot, but, I mean, this Navy team was averaging 245 yards rushing coming into the game. 14 first downs, which was four fewer than Cincinnati. Six of 14 on third down. Uh, only The Navy only ran four more plays than Cincinnati. And time of possession, very solid. 33-13 for Navy. They still won it, but the Bearcats had 26-47. Remember last year was like 39-20 to something? Yeah. So... Big, big defensive effort by Cincinnati. And I think sometimes we take for granted the Bearcats' success against triple option teams. Like, Luke Fickle talked about this on the pregame show um, yesterday. You know, the, they'll spend a day in the sprint, in the summer. They'll do it every third day in fall camp during their night sessions. And then they'll do it once a week during the season. So they spend an ample amount of time defending the triple option. And Luke Fickle talked about that in post game and um with Jim Kelly he talked about in his post game presser um Dante Corleone really gave some insight because if you know Dante Corleone he went to Cole Rain and they run the triple option so he's had experience and my goodness did that experience pay off today what a performance from the don father of the uh, Bearcats defense um but we take for granted sometimes how good the Bearcats are against triple option teams and they've been really good the last few times they've played teams like that but I don't think we understand how much work and preparation goes into that especially when you consider that the last two times the Bearcats have played Navy they've had a new defensive coordinator in Mike Tressel who I think fans need to 
give him some credit too. Um, like, look, he, is he Marcus Freeman? No. Is he a good defensive coordinator though? Yes. And let's not forget that Cincinnati was, um, they lost six players to the NFL draft last year from their defense. Sauce Gardner, Kobe Bryant, Joe DeBlanco, uh, Darian Beavers, Curtis Brooks, Majay Sanders. And yet they still played as well as they did today with the Navy midshipmen and their triple option. That's hard to do. With the amount of turnover that there is in coaching, with the amount of turnover that there is in players, that's a big deal to me. And it should be a big deal to you because that is how good this this defense is. With the amount of change that was here in 2018 when they faced Navy to last year, first time facing a triple option since Army in 2020, and and that was a unique situation, and then this year. And the pride that this program has in preparing for a team like that really speaks to Luke Fickle, Mike Tressel, and the culture that is this program. And Dante Corleone and Ivan Pace were unbelievable today. I said it on Friday. Russ Heldman said it too. These two guys are the top two graded defenders per pro football focus, right? So by all means, right, by all means, They were going to be the focal point of the game today, and they were. To the tune of 25 combined tackles, Corleone had 11, Ivan Pace had 14. Ivan Pace had a sack, two tackles for loss. Corleone didn't have a tackle for loss or a sack, but he still had a heavy impact on the game. Eric Gass today had two sacks, uh, Jabari Taylor with the other, four tackles for loss, um, one quarterback hit, and a forced fumble. Um... Just a tremendous overall defensive performance. Jawan Briggs had nine tackles, tackle uh, or half a tackle for loss, and a solo tackle. Wilson Huber had seven tackles. Jaquan Shepard, Eric Phillips with seven tackles each. Jabari Taylor with six. Jaheim Thomas with five. Uh, Javon Hicks had four. Um, when you're playing Navy, you, you don't you usually remove a safety for an extra linebacker, and, and it's worked for the Bearcats. The way they were able to come out with a game plan to stymie Navy's triple option was tremendous. And Ivan Pace, I mean, what more can you say about this guy? I mean, he is unbelievable. I mean, Luke Fickle called him a natural uh, in his postgame interview with Jim Kelly. You know, just the nose he has for the football. And you know that he's so fundamentally sound, right? He tackles. He's got a nose for the football. He's the leader of this defense, and there's a reason why he's a semifinalist for not only the Chuck Benarik Award, but the Dick Buckus Award. Like those, as Dan Horde alluded to yesterday, are two of the two of the, if not two, the two most prestigious honors in college football. Like those are big deals. And Cincinnati has that in their linebacker and Ivan Pace. And then Dante Corleone who has progressed seemingly every single week this season. He is just that good. I mean, 11 tackles. For a guy who is, I think, going to slowly find his way 
up NFL draft boards next year. He's not eligible for the draft until 2024, but dang, if he's doing this now, just imagine what he's going to do next year. And what was so impressive about the about the defensive performance today was just how much or, or how little you noticed Malik Van's absence. I didn't really, I kind of had to remind myself after the game that that's how good the Bearcats looked. And a week after they got gashed by Central Florida, they came out and said, you know what? We're better than this. And they are. They are truly better than what they showed against Central Florida. Sorry, I was trying to mute my microphone there. Um, Luke Fickle talked about this in his postgame press conference. You know, being able to switch gears right after a tough loss like that and the preparation and facing a triple option. You didn't have time to sulk in the loss last week. You had to quickly move on. Bearcats did just that. They really did. So a major... Major credit to the defense. Um, major credit to Dante Corleone and Ivan Pace Jr. and Mike Tressel. You know, year after year, when the, when this team faces triple options, they are ready. And it showed today. And who knows when the Bearcats will face another triple option team. And I know we go into every game against Navy now with the confidence that they're going to find a way to stop it. But it's still so hard. I mean, Navy today still averaged, um, they averaged 3.3 yards a carry. Which, let's be honest, when you run the ball 53 times, you're going to get 3.3. But still, the, the discipline and the execution, flawless. All right, coming up, my three stars of the game. But more importantly... I got to clear up a comment that someone made that Luke Fickle should be fired. I'm not kidding. I'll get into all that after a word from BetOnline. You see, BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports Wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. This is true. Someone commented. On the post-game show on 700 WLW, that Luke Fickle should be fired because he's five and three in his last eight games. First off, that's not true. He's actually um, seven and one in his last eight games. Luke Fickle should be fired. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Everyone listening to this, you all know the Bearcats. Luke Fickle shouldn't be fired. Why does this guy think he should be fired? Luke Fickle is everything to this university. He is the heartbeat of this entire program and entire community. 
And just because the Bearcats aren't as good as last year in terms of record, you're going to fire him? What irrational world am I living in? If you have the rationale to think that, seriously, unreal. Just got to clear that up because there is no way on earth the Bearcats could lose by 35 points on Friday night to ECU. I'm still not firing Luke Fickle. And and there might be some, not you listening to this, there might be some who say that, you know, there might be some who say that because the home winning streak will end if the Bearcats lose next week. So what? So dang what? The Bearcats were not supposed to be as good as last year. For someone to say Luke Fickle should be fired is just asinine. I will never on this podcast say that unless it gets absolutely out of control, which it's not. This program is 51 and 9 in their last four plus seasons. 51 and 9. Pretty dang impressive, if you ask me. Okay. This program became the first group of five team to make the college football playoff. This program is going to the Big 12 next year. Do not sit up here and tell me. Not any of you. But to the guy who called in the 700 and said this, do not ever say to me that Luke Fickle should be fired. Because you have, I don't care if you think you have the rationale. I'm telling you, you don't. Why in the holy heck would you want him fired? And if you do, maybe reevaluate your expectations for this team. Because I'm very happy with where this program's at right now. I was a little worried about them bouncing back from their loss to UCF and Ben Bryant. Those worries are gone, man. They should be for you, too. Not you listening to this, but to the guy. And maybe he is listening to this. And I hope he is. Because I am, because my role on this podcast is to be the voice of reason. I'm not going to be a homer. But I'm sure as heck not going to kick anybody if they're down. I'm the voice of reason to rationalize, to give you takes, to give you the best Bearcats content daily that you deserve. But I'm going to straight up tell that guy right now, that is just a pitiful, asinine, uneducated take. Just got to get that off my chest. Anyway, three stars of the game. Let, let's end on a positive. Uh, first off, Ben Bryant. Um, could this be the start of a November surge? It could. 299, two touchdowns, no picks, quarterback rating of <clears throat> excuse me, 162. Really solid performance today. Poised, accurate, confident. All three things I want to see. Um, Tyler Scott, the engine of this offense. Great to see him back at 100%. And my goodness. 10 catches, 139 yards, um, two touchdowns, 32 yards after contact on 13 targets. Tremendous performance 
by Tyler Scott. By the way, he is averaging 17 yards per catch this season. Every catch in his career, or I should say every touchdown in his career, has gone for over 20 yards. And I think every catch in his career has gone for over 10. That is incredible. An incredible stat. Right there. As he goes in the passing game, so too do the Bearcats. Um, and you saw his ability today. First touchdown was a pitch and catch and then run. Second touchdown was straight down the middle. Um, so tremendous performance by Scott and then Corleone and Ivan Pace. I mean, what more can you say? They were the focal point of this game defensively for Cincinnati, and they absolutely delivered. 25 combined tackles, a sack, and two tackles for loss that Pace added. Tremendous performance in the game where they had to deliver, and they did. All right, coming up on this Friday, Bearcats are hosting ECU. Let me tell you, that game is going to be a much closer game than you think. I know the Bearcats have dominated the last two meetings, but I also remember 46-43. to And I also know ECU is on a three-game winning streak, including two wins over future Big 12 teams, UCF and BYU. They're no joke. They're 6-3 and and 3-2. and Going to be a very tough game. Uh, Nip and night should be a great atmosphere. I'll be watching the game from Clemson at my sister's place, so that'll be fun. Um, If you're going to the game, have fun. Bearcats looking for their 32nd straight home win. Until then, on Tuesday, we're going to take a look at Excuse me, wasn't able to meet my mic there. Um, why the Bearcats in the red zone have struggled, and why that might explain their offensive struggles overall. Um, Wednesday, our film review. Thursday, Russ Heltman will join me, and then Monday and Thursday this week, we got bonus episodes recapping the basketball games. Shamanat on Monday, Cleveland State on Thursday. Um. Thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. For your second listen, um, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus yeah, excuse me, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Sorry, I'm, I'm battling back some uh, still sinuses and colds and whatnot so uh as for me you can follow me on twitter at frankie underscore natty with two n's and an ati you can follow me on instagram alex frank nine underscore email me at alex three frank at gmail.com for lockdown bearcats my name is alex frank have a great rest of your day and weekend enjoy the Bengals game today against the carolina panthers badly need to win a paycor stadium i got family at the game looking forward to that i'll be watching from here in georgia so um back at it tuesday and looking forward to diving into maybe why the Bearcats are still struggling in the red zone. Until then, I'm Alex Frank for Lockdown Bearcats, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.